Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to episode three of the United Cloud podcast. Um, there's one, there's less than one week left of the transfer window, and as things heat up, I'm really delighted to announce that we've got a very special guest on the podcast today, um, and we're privileged to welcome Francesco Porzio onto the podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you. Ciao. <laughs> For those of you guys who are watching that don't know Francesco, he's a top journalist who this summer has really come into the light. And he's known for, he's really worked closely with Demarzio and Romano. And it's quite a good story to hear how you've come up through the ranks. And he is also the host of the Here We Go podcast alongside Fabrizio. Yeah, I mean, it's really great to have him on. Um, so before we, before, we, uh, before we get going, could you just tell us a little, ba- a little bit about yourself and what your story is and how you became a, such a renowned football journalist? Well, um... I'm still, I mean, I'm still, I'm still in the learning phase, to be honest. Like, I'm glad that you say that. I'm really happy about it, but I'm still, I still think, you know, I'm learning every day. I'm like, uh, I think I'm, I'm learning with the best out there, which are, of course, Gianluca Di Marzio and Fabrizio Romano. And I started like as a, um, as a lot of people do, like just writing for some blogs uh, here in Milan, and also when I went to university in Rome, uh, it was like a very very, I would say, normal uh, journey, I would say. Yeah. So I started to write about Italian football. And then, of course, I, I started to work with Di Marzio, which, as you know, is, uh, <laughs> his expertise are transfer market. And, you know, yeah. when you start to work with him, you, you, you start to, um, you know, know the world of transfers, or talk to agents or directors. And Milan is a city where, you know, you could actually, you can actually see the transfer market because agents are meeting in the hotels and, you know, it's a very physical uh, transfer market way of, uh, of doing the job, right? Unlike the England or other countries in Europe and all other rewards. So I would say that was a very, um, I started with Di Marzio, my career, let's say. And then when I worked with Di Marzio, Fabrizio Romano was a nice part of his team, you know, uh, Sky Sport Italy. And, you know, we always worked together. And uh, we became friends at the beginning, and then we started to work more and more and more together. And now we are also colleagues and friends, or all, all things together, let's say. And, wow. uh, That's pretty cool. I mean, obviously everyone knows Fabrizio Romano. Um, and, well, I mean, I mean, there's a lot, of, a lot of interest in the podcast you guys do together. What's it actually like working alongside him and Damasio? How, how are they in like, the working environment? Um... All right, uh, they, they, they for sure changed me in a way because, you know, uh, it's a very, it's a life, very, it's a very difficult life at the end uh, because people think they just, you know, uh, just some tweets and just some, you know, uh, <laughs> few months per year of doing the job. It's a, it's a job that uh, basically, basically, destroys your social life from a point of view because you're always there, you ne- always need to be uh, updated and there is no like moment where you, need, you can relax because all the news can happen at, at any time. So like, especially in the summertime, also in the winter when the transfer windows are open, the life is crazy. But then also during the, the normal month and year, you know, there's still work to do. There are, we all have different things to do at the end. So uh, we, we can say that it's a, it's a job that uh, is frustrating from a point of view, of course, because, you know, you, you, have to bring, you have to 
change your life basically and you have to be totally it's like a football player right so you need to <laughs> be addicted to it from so from a point of view and also you need to keep in your mind that your life changes a lot when you do this kind of job and uh, in a good way also of course i'm not saying it's a, <laughs> it's yeah. a bad job it's, a, it's not a nice thing to do but of course there are also the negative parts and uh and you have to think also about that when you want to do this job. That's why when people tell me, you know, uh, I want to work with you, I want to do things with you, uh, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. And you need to, to know that before starting with that, for sure. As you've said, though, it, it does take a lot of hard work and dedication to the job. You need to be fully committed. Um, and obviously there are hard moments, but what would you say is your favorite thing about being a football journalist? Well, football was always my, my favorite hobby as a, as a kid. Uh, I was playing football, but also like watching football. And I, I really wanted to, to be part of this world. And, uh, you know, being part of something that it's your main passion, uh, because I'm, I, I mean... Even journalists are part of the world of football, you know. <laughs> Don't just tell, explain or tell stories, they're also part of football. Um, it's super nice, I think. It's a, it's a dream that is coming true and uh, I'm super happy about it, to be honest. And it's a, it's a dream, it's really a dream that now it's become reality. So it's, uh, sometimes when I think about it, that's, I think, oh, that's the best thing I could imagine for my life right now and being part of this. And if you want to know, like, specifically uh, what I really like, uh, it's the adrenaline when something is happening. And that's for sure. Uh, I mean, even if there are, like, uh, days that I work, really, I'm not kidding, like, 17, 8 hours, uh, always there, and there is something happening, even after that, I'm super happy. I'm super, like, uh, buzzing for it. And uh, I, I can't wait to, to you know, uh, go somewhere or, like, call someone or check in for some news. It's uh, it's a very, very nice part of the job, that one. Talking about that feeling of adrenaline you get when you get a story, mm. do, you remember, do you remember your favorite story that you broke? My favorite, you say? You said? Yeah. My favorite one is for sure, um, it's not that like a big news, but it was when Lick Steiner went to Arsenal. Um, that was like a, probably my first one of, outside Italy, and for sure, outside Italy was my first story that I broke. And um, it was, you know, nice because no, nobody knew about it. And uh, it was, I can say it was like a coincidence at the end that I, I knew that. And uh, I checked with the, with the right people and the news was true. And uh, everything exploded because I was not, you know, I was not uh, used to that. Uh, now I'm used to DMs on Instagram, Twitter, or comments and I, I can't answer anymore. I, I still have my DMs open, but I can't answer to everyone, of course, because it's, uh, it's crazy from one point of view. But uh, before I was not used to that. So like I was completely overwhelmed by that. And uh, it was nice because uh, I, I, like when you, you know, you go on TV for the first time, you're like, wow, that's amazing. But that's also like, uh, you're not used to that, right? So you don't know how to handle things. You start to, you know, maybe tweet something that you shouldn't because, you know, sometimes tweets are, you know, can cause some problems. And uh, it was like a, a school, let's say, for my, my career. Hmm. Well, I mean, 
I mean, it's very interesting, obviously, what you've done so far, but obviously the main reason why so many people will be watching today is because they want to know what's going on at Manchester United. Um, so could you give us a little insight into, into what's going on and what do you think we can expect for the last week of the window? Okay, um, I mean, as we speak, uh, the, there is like the Dembele story coming up and uh, I think we need to be careful in general right now, not just about Manchester United, but about all the transfers. Because it's a very busy week and it's a week where many clubs need to sell players, many agents need to uh, <laughs> change, you know, uh, the future of their, 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 their players. Uh, many clubs need to buy players. If you think about Manchester United, they've, they've been talking about Sancho since April, and now they're still there in the same situation again, right? And um, so, like, there is a lot of things going on, and we need to be careful in understanding what's really happening and what's not because also like there are agents proposing players to many clubs including Manchester United and um, so like we need to be careful right now I think are, like I, I, I'm expecting of course United to buy uh, a wing and uh, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, sorry about it and um, Left back. A left back. Yeah. I was thinking about the world. <laughs> I was thinking about the Italian world, and um, so like for sure, I'm I'm, ex I'm expecting that to happen because we are expecting that to happen since two months. And so for sure, Alex Tejes is uh, is the main main name. Uh, Sancho is still like an option. There is uh, Dembele, but we need to be careful in not being you know amused by names that pop up at one point. Being careful, you know, that's my, always my policy and always the policy that Fabrizio, you know, has because we work together and uh, uh, it's better right, sometimes to, you know, wait a bit and, uh, and be careful in what we say. Because we don't want to give fake news, you know, we, we don't want to do that because, I mean, if I was aiming for uh, Instagram or, or Twitter followers, I was like saying five days, five names per day, right? And then like you, you, <laughs> everyone's talking about you, but then... What happens? Because five, maybe these five names, no, nobody of them will arise really. And then you are like totally considered as fake news. And that's not what I want to do. Do you think that, um, obviously you mentioned that we're after a left back and a right winger. Um, yeah. So obviously we're just seeing the Dembele stuff coming out now. And obviously there's a bit of confusion mm. about that. But uh, do you think that United will try and go for Jadon Sancho this week? Obviously, Sancho's just not, well, he's just been confirmed to not be travelling to Bayern Munich for the German Cup game due to illness. Do you think that there's anything deeper than that in that story? Or do you think it's just he has got an illness? Okay. Um, you know, I lived in Germany for three years. And uh, I know how, how the German clubs uh, think and behave. And I don't think that Borussia Dortmund is the kind of club who, you know, uh, fakes a, a illness uh, to, for something else that's going on. I think they, they, could, they could write, you know, Jadon Sancho is not traveling to Munich, that's it. So I don't think they're strictly related, the fact that he's not going to Munich with Manchester United. What I can say is that if Manchester United was thinking uh, that Sancho could not arrive, was not possible to, to get him, now they will have another right, uh, right wing, right? Because they will go for someone else. So I'm saying that for sure, Jadon Sancho was still 
and probably will even after this transfer window, if it doesn't arrive, the target number one for the future of the, the club. And we know that Sancho is willing to wait also next year for, 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 to go to Manchester and play for, for United. So it's something that can happen. If it doesn't happen, this, this transfer window can happen the next one, like Bruno Fernandes was last year, that didn't happen in the summer, that happened in the window. I would say more next summer, if we, if we can, I mean, if we can go further for next year, but then we're going to see what's going to happen. Um, I'm expecting United to try again, and, uh, and then if they, this time they can get in, go for someone else. And I mean, that doesn't mean they're, already, they're, they're not already working with someone else, because, you know, a club like United, but a club like every top club in the world works at, uh, with different players at the same time, because they don't want to be exposed. Like Juventus, they were working for basically five strikers at the same time, then Suarez didn't arrive, Jacob didn't arrive, and then they got Morata. But they were working for Morata since two months. So, you know, it's something that is very usual in this world. Um, one, player, one player that a lot of United fans are not too sure about is Alex Tellez from Porto. Is there any developments in that transfer recently? Okay. Um, you know, Manchester United are a club that they, they, they want players basically at the conditions they want. And then you can say all the clubs want them. Yes. But United particularly. Because if you think about it, if it wasn't for the Real Madrid conditions, Sergio Reguillon right now was a Manchester United player, 100%. Because he wanted to join Manchester United. He was like, his idea was to join Manchester United. But then what happened? Real Madrid put the two conditions, the two famous two closers that we all know, and uh, United said, you know, we, are not, we, are not going, we are not staying in these conditions, we are not going forward with these conditions. And then Tottenham jumped in. Reguillon was convinced to join Tottenham, and then we know how the story ended. In the case of, of Telles, um, he, he really wants to join Manchester United again. <laughs> like he's, uh, that's his idea. He wants to join. He has a, already a great personal terms. There is no problem about personal terms. Uh, I think the personal terms, uh, to be honest, that's my honest opinion, uh, are not big deal in, in these kind of transfers because, you know, a player like Telles, why wouldn't go to Manchester United? And, uh, if they offer him to go there, why not? Uh, we're talking about top club, so why not to enjoy it? Um, the problem is, of course, between Porto and Manchester United. So, right now, uh, I think it's more like a fight, uh, you know, between clubs uh, trying to save money from the Manchester United side. Porto is not an easy club to deal with, you know, from the history. So, like, they try to get the, as much as they can from a transfer, especially from a player like Alex Tejas. So, I think it's a matter of time. Um, it's true that, you know, time is expiring because it's six days to go and then everything will be over. Uh, luckily, I was scared <laughs> because it's the point. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But I think, to be honest, that's, that's what all, all the parties here want and uh, would be really a shame to uh, destroy a deal like this for what? You know, for a few millions in a deal like that, of course, it's, um, it's not a lot of money. So we need, to, we need to see what's happening, but I think at the end he will join United. Nice one. Um, so obviously they're, they're United's main targets, you know, we all know about 
Sancho and Tellers and the right back, the left back and the right winger. Um, what do you think about players who are actually at the club? Um, so the departures we might see. Obviously, um, it looks like Andreas Pereira has gone to Lazio. Is, is that correct? Yeah, he's doing the medicals on Wednesday morning. Uh, so yeah, he's going there and uh, it's all done basically. They're just waiting for the medical test and that's it. Nice. Um, two other players who've been uh, linked with moves to Italy are obviously Chris Smalling and Diogo Delo. Um, do you think that, I mean, I think it looks likely that Smalling will go back to Roma because they want him, don't they? Um, but what about Delo? Do you think he'll end up leaving? I think, I think, to be honest, uh, that's also the, um, the idea of the player because right now, I mean, you tell me better than, I mean, who else can tell me better than you that uh, he's not having a lot of space playing at United? Like, he's not like, I mean, he was expecting probably something more uh, uh, for his, like, uh, his experience at Man United. So probably he's willing to do, like, a, another experience and go also in Italy, who is a country that he... He really likes and uh, he would love to join. Um, I mean, it's, it, there is not a lot of time, as we say. So, like, these kind of deals uh, uh, can happen from one second to the other or be installed and nothing is going to happen in the next six days. I think there are at least two, three clubs in Italy who are interested in him and they're ready, ready to, to make a bid for him to, to Man United. And, uh, uh, I mean, it's a, diff it's a very difficult transfer market, this one. Uh, because there is not a lot of money around, so it's always like loan with obligation or loan with buyout option. I know the fans get crazy about this kind of uh, <laughs> deals, uh, especially in, in England, I would say, because in Italy we are used to these kind of deals, like loan with obligation and buyout option are like 90% of the deals are like that in Italy, since like five years, because we had economic crisis in Italian football uh, for a longer time, right, than, than, than you. So nowadays it's like a more global uh, crisis. Uh, we are all in the same boat at the end. So we, as I, when I say we, I mean Italian clubs and English clubs. So they all trying to do the same of deals, kind of same deals, and these obligations uh, or or um, buyout option are a classic in this kind of world. So I mean, if United accept this kind of condition, I think he can leave in the next days too. Okay. Um, another player who's obviously always in the news for different reasons is Paul Pogba. Obviously, I think we all know that he's not going to leave this summer. Um, but do you think he'll sign a new contract with Manchester United? Um, there are talks about it. So, like, there are, there are, there are talking his agent, Nino Raiola, who, you know, is not an easy agent to deal with. Mm. And uh, the club, they are talking about it. They're, like, um, for a renewal of the contract. I would say that right now his situation is a bit more stable if you compare it to last year or two years ago, uh, while when he wanted probably to leave. Now probably he himself sees more like a project in the club uh, after, after Mourinho left. And uh, I think there are good possibilities that he can renew the contract. Um, it's, not, it's, not, it's not like something that we can say 100% he will renew the contract or he's not going to renew the contract. There will be talks. Uh, we see what they ask, and uh, from the player side, and also what United can offer to him. But I think I think there are good chances he can renew the contract and stay United for more years. 
Thanks for all the news about transfers. It's really interesting to see from a United perspective. But there's also going to be a lot of younger viewers listening to this podcast and they'll see, oh, I'm really interested in doing what Fabrizio, Francesco do on a daily basis. So if, there, if there's a younger audience who are aspiring to be a football journalist, what would you say is the best way to get into the profession? Okay, I would say something not very um, <laughs> probably surprising, but uh, the priority shouldn't be and should not be uh, like the exposure on social media. I know that right now it's an easy way to you know get in this world. It's an easy way uh, to uh, be part of this world, but you need a solid basis. Like you need to know. For me, the priority has to be how to write. Like. What I can always say to people that ask me about it is like start writing. Whatever it doesn't have to be on like the best website in the world. It can be I started from a website that not many people viewed. It was like a, not a very famous website, not even in Italy. And then like you start to write, you start to write articles, you start to you know see the press conferences, you start to know how does it work to you know do this kind of job on the desk, and then you can move on to other you know. Uh, because there is not just uh, uh, experts in transfer market, which is something I don't even know what does it mean at the end. I mean, yes, you can have connections, but uh, people who say, oh, I'm an expert in transfer market. But, I mean, you should be expert in football first and then expert in transfer market, right? So I consider myself a, a sport journalist 100%, but like in a, in a more like broad way, not just transfer market. Then, of course, I work specifically with Fabrizio, with Di Marzio, with Gianluca. So like, of course, my field right now is very focusing on transfer market. But that, like, if I have to do, I work, for example, for one football, and I do match reports, I do interviews, I do everything, right? Then, of course, my I'm very focused on transfer market. But then you should do, you should be able to do everything else, and then what you want to do. <laughs> wow, I mean. I can't, you know, express our gratitude enough that you've come on today. Um, it's been a real pleasure. Um, you know, uh, I, you know, I'm, re I'm really, really delighted that we could get some news from you, and I wish you all the best for the rest of the window. Uh, if everyone uh, make sure I'll, I'll put a link in the in the description to uh, Francesco's socials on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you go and drop him a follow, and if you're watching, make sure you subscribe to us. And if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to follow. Thanks, everyone, and. Uh, I hope we'll call it a day there. Cheers.